Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, it's Malls. Welcome to Please Advise, episode 129. Our guest today is Chantal Claret. Hey girl, how are you? I'm good. Thank I'm you. so excited we're meeting in real life. And what's, well, we followed each other on Twitter for a yeah. long time. But then I was watching my fucking favorite show, Catfish. Oh. And you were on because Neve is on paternity leave. Yeah. Neve has also been a guest on this show. Has he? Full disclosure. Yeah. And it was a very strange episode because I think he was going through some stuff. And also we were. We were uh, just, we weren't, it was a different energy. Yeah. And so um, we were like, I was a little bummed because I fucking love catfish and I wanted to like kind of get into it. And you I wanted have to have Max on. I should have Max on. Max. But I have you here today. Oh, yeah, for, for, You've both done of it them. too. And you yeah. had, you were part of the weird three way catfish, was right? Amazing. Okay. I hope to do more of them. So are, <laughs> do you think you will? I hope so. I, I think there's a possibility. Girl, it was so good. And also, like... I had the best time. So, you know... It's all real. You know nothing, right? It's... Okay. Production knows, but you don't know. Exactly. So, it's a thrilling adventure that you are invested in from start to finish. Like, people would pay for that experience. It's like an escape room sort of situation. For that last four days, and you're going through all the roller coaster. You're doing all the research yourself. Yeah. And granted, I've been an internet lurker for, like, my whole life. So, I never knew that these skills would ever come in handy for anything remotely good. Yeah. And I was like, I have all of these skills, except for reverse image search, which still blows my mind to this day. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. And it was awesome and just such a thrilling, I mean, I was living every moment of it. And then Marvin was an angel. I mean, I lucked out because, yeah, like. You want to have the person be like someone that you're rooting for. And there are some like personality-wise duds like that come on. Yeah. Um, And so you're like, you're like, I'm not really rooting for this person. I don't really care if they get there and the person is the exact opposite. Sweet. And so here's like the update to what's happened is that they came in for the reunion and the catfishers are there too. Like Oh, they're the worst. And um, wait, well, okay. So for people at home who don't know, it was this gay guy named Marvin. He thought he was talking to this like cute guy, and he had been talking to him for a long time, right? And like the guy just in him just wouldn't meet, even though he thought the guy lives close to him, right? Yeah. Um, and then it turned out that it was three people who didn't know him. But just do this for fun. Yeah. Is that that's pretty the- much. Yeah. In a nutshell, they were like they started off pretending to be like vigilantes trying to catch gay guys in their local neighborhood in like cheating on their boyfriends. So they made up this fake model guy. But then they just started talking to random innocent people and vigilante is yeah is that serious? That's oh, what they that looked is themselves. Yeah. dark. Yeah. That is really dark. Like. 
But it was all BS. I mean, they were just really sad people. So they um, they were all in town with Marvin, and Marvin had never been to a gay bar in his life, and he's 22 now. Yeah. And like, I was like, I am taking you out and showing you the night of your life. So we went out. He went to his first gay bar. He met his first drag queens. He like gave his first go go boys Aww. money. Like, and he loved it. I mean, I knew it was, did not take a lot to like let his freak flag fly because like all he wanted at the end of the day you're 22 all you want is like get your ass to LA and like get involved I literally (laughs) checked the lift because I paid for him to come out from his hotel so I ordered him a lift but I thought he liked it so much I literally checked the map to make sure he was going home and didn't stop and like have him like that I am not even joking because I was like I could see him being like never again like yeah. I am here LA so, yeah and he said he had like the best night of his life he's from like Cleveland or something no Joplin Missouri oh yeah no that's like, no good where they do have a gay no bar offense. called Equality Rocks and it's actually like a pretty big hub we found out for that area and there's like in the area there's actually a pretty big gay community so I will say there's something a little bleak about the one gay bar in town being called Equality Equality Rocks. Rocks. Like, it's It's, a little bleak. It's on the nose. Like, it's like, is it? Like, at BC, we had a campaign called Gay, Fine By Me. Like, it's like, like, gay, question mark, fine by me. And it was just like, first of all, what an ugly statement. I mean, it's basically (laughs) don't ask, don't tell in a different form, you know? It's like, the safe space. Yeah. (laughs) That's awful. Exactly. The The safe space. Oh, that's awful. But yeah, so he's never been to a Quality rocks? No, he he's never ever. But but I think now he would venture out because he saw how. Oh, and he was also a uh, milking his catfish status, oh, yeah. where it hadn't even aired yet, and he was like. Oh hey, you like catfish? She's like, yeah. I'm gonna be on it. Oh, I'm the person who was catfished. Like, what's up? Like, what's sweet, up? sweet, Brad. It was so awesome. But I feel like you probably would wind up getting laid a lot more after being on catfish oh, because hell yeah. people like it's like being a single mom. Uh-huh. The people are just like haven't want to take care of you and oh, have an affection for he you. He is gonna get it. I was like, he. He's so happy right now. Yeah. Like he's because I keep checking. I'm like, how are you? And he's like, oh, I'm great. Like, yeah. Don't you worry about me. Do you? Mom. Is he gonna like? Do Do you think that like? Because not everyone has to, right? My My immediate thought is like, do you think he's gonna like move to LA? But like, and like. Live know. his truth, yeah. but I think he'll live his truth. I think he'll Joplin, live his truth, but it might be in Joplin, yeah. And I think it's more worthwhile for him to stay there and like cultivate, help cultivate another, uh, the strength of the community. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, let, and like we don't have to all retreat to like liberal city hubs. Exactly. Like, we That's need what I was thinking. we need liberal yeah. people in those areas. Totally. Yeah, and not to imply that just because he's gay, he's liberal. But. Yeah. I think yeah. he, no, he is. We follow each other on uh, Facebook, and I see all the <laughs> memes he posts. Um. Well. We do a thing here where we ask people three reasons why they're qualified to give advice. And you just wrote yours down. But I want to show you something I bought today. Okay. Yeah. Before we get into your three reasons and then the calls. So I went to lunch in Atwater Village today, which is where my I love to go. Um, If you guys are coming to L.A. and you want like a cute street that's not Larchmont to just like come look at shit. This is like a good hipster row. (laughs) Um, so I stopped into a store called Decor, Uh D-E-K-O-R, and it was very expensive. Everything there was very, very expensive. There is a rug there that I'm going to go back and get, but it was, everything there was very expensive, but I saw something. Was the space set up like sparsely 
setup beyond sparse. You know what I mean? Like that's the indicator Honey, of like uh, like one of the there was like stores, there's like, like one shirt. It's like yeah. one shirt. Oh. And like there was like <laughs> there sizes. was one there was like a, a fake closet that had one there was like like only one copy of each shoe on the no. rack, so you'd have to like point to the clog and be like, "I want that floral clog." And like, I don't know where they would go to get it. Like, I really don't know where. And then, of course, the as car. I'm checking outside out, in the outside, Narnia, they have a closet that's a Narnia. I think they might. And then after, um, it was so sparse, girl. That's it's such a good call because also one of the few things they had for sale in the store was a wooden pizza oven, like, fucking take the pizza out thing. What do you call those? A spatula, It's Like a pizza spatula. Like it would, For what? For, I guess, if you have a pizza oven because you shop at a store that is $500. Wait, for sale? Yeah. Like, in oh, case like you that. want... Like oh, all right, what did like... you get? I need to know what's in so, there. But I saw something, because I... Uh, even though my friend and I had been talking at lunch about how you're never really going to change as a person unless you do self-work, so you can buy a house or you can move to a different country or you can, you know, fucking get a new haircut, but you're still going to be the person you are and you have to like fucking come to terms with that. I found something that I think is going to change my life that I think is going to change who I am as a person. Fundamentally, I think everyone's going to see a lot of differences in me very quickly. And this is what it is. I'd like you to take a look at this. I'm, I'm I'm terrified. What's in the bag? (laughs) You want to open it with me? It seems like Christina's a, like glass. ripping it from Chantel's. Wait, it's a it's a milk a glass milk bottle. Just oh, wait. keep going. Oh, oh my god! Okay, this. I'm holding it at the bottom. It's a water thing for next to my bed. So now I'm going. I would like to formally announce that I'm going to start drinking water. Um, we <laughs> just met, so I don't know how. What's your prior relationship with water? This bottle of water that is on my desk right now has been sitting here since I don't know 1996. No, like so I you don't drink water. I had a water today and it was so crisp and delicious. It's the best. And then I walked into decor and I'm like. Fuck! I was like, I could get this water thing, and I could just be drinking crisp ass, delicious water all the time. I'm what taking you- a photo of this for the Please Advise Instagram. And I've seen things like this on television and film, and been like, that is the chicest shit in the entire. Like that is how Can I you ask know. how much it was. Thirty five dollars. Oh my god, that's so cheap. I know that's pretty good. Okay. Actually. All right, and then and that was like the that was the thing, and then the other thing was. I go to the register. Of course, decor is, you know, running. The woman's more concerned about the fact that the Spotify is I just is got running. that it was an analogy for decor. Like, I'm oh. looking at it as spelling, D-E-K-O-R. Oh, yeah. I just, when you just it's said it, decor. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry about this loose rose on my desk. I'm I very couldn't upset. bring myself to throw it away. It's Thanks. It's from my garden. Um, isn't that cool? Isn't that the best? It's fuck. I feel like I live in fucking Villa Rosa. Like yeah. I'm Lisa Vanderpump in this bitch. No, I but- have roses, and I'm like, who is who am I? You're Although like the reason I have a rose adult. garden is actually really sad. Do you want to hear it really? Quick? Yeah. <laughs> the people we bought our house from, they um, they Don't had say a- their cat is buried under it. It's worse. Oh. Um, it's um, they had a daughter who's. Whose boyfriend got HIV in a hospital before they tested the blood, and he gave it to her, and she passed away. And so when she passed away, all the friend friends of the mom brought different kinds of roses, and they planted this rose garden. 
Okay, I'm you- fucking sorry. What? Yeah. I thought it was gonna be darker. Like she yeah. was buried in the yard. No, she's not buried in the yard. No, that's not legal. That's not legal. I wish it was. You so. live in the valley. You're yeah. so close to it's forest. It's almost legal in the valley. Like her, her body's fusing with the <laughs> yeah. like frozen. Oh, that would be beautiful. Oof. Um, that is dark. Yeah, and we're like, and we were like, we'll take it. <laughs> well, so speaking of blood, and I- we have a bomb shelter. Really? Which I didn't think we'd ever need, but, but I mean, no, 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 no. you might, like, yeah. you might need that. You can order like, um, food for like, fi- for 50 people for 30 days on, on Amazon. Like it just I'm, comes right in now. Prime? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a new rich people trend is like fallout shelters, like, but chic fallout shelters. Oh yeah. So yeah. that you can live in the apocalypse. So they all, they'll have like I a spin to. bike, like for the spin room. And like, it's like several layers deep. And so, like, it's, it's like, luxury. yeah, because you need to exercise in the apocalypse. Yeah, it's not wrong. You do. I, I mean, mean, I guess. For your mental health, good. you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> James, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's okay. Well, whatever. I mean, I would just want oh, wait, a TV I, and Can a we go back? I'm really excited about your water. <laughs> so, well, this is it, funny enough related to blood. So, I, many years ago, my friend was like, do you want to do the blood type diet? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, what blood type are you? And I was like, I don't know. And I, I was like, and I'm afraid of needles, so I'm not going to find out. I'll just guess. And so, like, I looked up the traits of people who have different blood types. Yeah. And I have very strong nails and so to be positive. So mm. I was like, I must be a B. Like, I must be was a B. Was it based solely on that? That was it. Okay. That, was all, that was all I ran from. And so I – followed that diet my friend wound up giving up on that diet after a week and she knew her blood type i found out i followed that diet for months and still loosely follow it to this day and (laughs) i found out last week that i'm actually an a positive (laughs) and um things to be avoided when you're an a positive which makes so much fucking sense you're gonna die when you hear this smoking alcohol number three Loud noises, oh. like it's bad for my I blood know type. Which blood type is the first two good for? Like, I mean, which one is that? Oh, you're you're an O. Right. They said avoided at all costs. Oh, so I was like, but I was also like, well, honey, we're a little bit late for that. Yeah. Like, we're we're a good twenty years into me, yeah. having these habits. So good luck. I mean, yeah, no, that's not your parents' years, responsibility but. to tell your blood type. Yeah, my mom, but my mom like lost my birth certificate. So, that's, like, I don't. Does it say your blood type on your birth certificate? No, I don't think no, so. No, I'm just saying my just, mom. That's indi- but I'm saying, indicative of how. Like, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how you would find. I don't know my blood type. I don't the, know the, how. The pediatrician tells you. Uh, oh. Like, the, you get your, you know, when you're an infant, all that information comes out. Yeah, <laughs> they find out in the end. Um, But. You know, when you if you go to the doctor, anytime they take your blood at the doctor, just ask for them to check and they'll tell you. And um, A positive is apparently like the most second most common type of blood. So it's very important for me to give blood. But yeah. I'm like, you really don't like needles. Really don't like it's like an adult fear that I have developed. And when I go to the dentist, I literally make them put me to sleep because I'm so afraid of like anything like that i get that so it's really pathetic but one of the things i need to do for my blood type is drink a lot of water and i'm just like here i'm like i like that you just get a piece of information and you um put it into your life very fluidly or i'm just trying to find a 
way to justify this fucking stupid purchase but it is chic af it's right? nice yeah and i think i mean i think water is the nectar of the gods and right. i wish my mom had instead given water i love water so i drink it like a goddamn camel you do yeah I your skin it. is great oh i thank you but yeah it's, uh, i love water so i highly recommend i'm excited for you thank one you. thing i will say uh, about re the water bottle that we've been talking about for 14 minutes um, I like that it gives you a little cup because I have a, a big like sports water bottle that I keep yeah. on my bed and it's just like I don't want to like put, no, try that's to deal with that in the middle of the I night. I don't drink water. I, I don't think, like the vessel. I think yeah. start with this though but ultimately you also might want one that keeps it cold for your crisp if your fantasy yeah. is crisp water. Well that's why I have the mini fridge. That was oh, also that's perfect. The mini fridge came in also as a way to be like so then you I always have cold water in this was originally my bedroom oh. and I always wanted to have cold water in my bed room so that, like you know when you're hungover i had you, a mini like, fridge when i was a teenager um and it was the best thing in my entire life it's so good yeah. it's just like all your shit's there yeah um and like plus like oh everyone's been asking me why i said on snapchat that i keep my weed in the freezer it's because i don't smoke flowers very often so when i do it keeps it fresh yeah it keeps it fresh for longer yeah. like i'm not blowing through an eighth in i a keep week them the in I jars i mm-hmm. keep it in jars yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I and I went and bought like a million mason. Well, because I only buy like little amounts and yeah. so but all different kinds. So now I just have like fifty thousand little mason jars. And so I I end up giving it like cleaning house, doing weed spring cleaning. I do I love I love a jar. Yeah. I love having jars, man. Yeah. I wash out everything. I save everything. Okay. So um beside the fact that you have tons of jars. What are your three reasons why you're qualified to give advice on today's show? Um, bless, bless you. you. Um, I used to have an advice show on East Village Radio uh, called Best Parmits oh. Forever. Oh. I remember East Village Radio. Oh, yeah, with uh, me and my husband. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, we did like four-hour-long advice shows. And this is before people could call in. So we would just have people email mm-hmm. um, in letters. And then we would just read them in weird voices. And mm-hmm. it would be four hours. No music. Just four hours of us talking. And then we took – and then I also had a column in uh, Alternative Press for a couple of years, a he said, she said column. That's awesome. Um, so you're much, you're actually qualified to give advice. Mildly. And then um, in terms of like just experience, I've like had sex with more – people than most guys I know and I lost count <laughs> after like in the 300 so I don't know whoa yeah I really um I really played the field love so, that and I am um, I know a lot about boys I know a lot about girls I like helping teenagers finding themselves and I like giving what about adults help and finding themselves <laughs> I feel like they need to do that themselves <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I I I think I understand the teenage heart a little better mm. than adults I'm still navigating. So I feel like because I've been there, I, I feel better giving. I just watched 13 Reasons Why, and I'm going to tell you something. Being a fucking child is lousy. Like, yeah. I can't imagine what I like. It is terrible because the entire everything is so important. Yeah. And it's I, I remember it. Do you remember it? it? Yeah. I just like I how much significance it held and like. I, that show was like torturous for me to watch. I only, I'm on I episode feel, two. I so. feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the way that my so-called – I compare it to my so-called Ooh. life, which is a very generous comparison, I think, because it's probably one of the best shows ever made. Um, but I have a hard time watching stuff like that because I have a really good memory and I have a good emotional memory as well. Yeah. So when I ha- think about things that like what it was like to be back then, it's like, tor- it's like putting myself through torture because oh. I can feel what I was yeah. feeling. 
feeling oh, yeah. as shit. strong as I was feeling it at that time. So yeah. I just, yeah, teenage stuff is really hard. It's hard, dude. It's a fucking lousy time in life. And it sucks that that's like, like everyone's initiation. Yeah. And I also life. had a really good time. I think sure. I managed to... I sucked a lot of fun dicks. You know what I mean? Like, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Waggy wags. No, I thought that was an encouragement. I thought that was a you go, girl. Wags, you're sex positive. We're sex positive here. Lie down. All right. Did you give me all your reasons? <laughs> um, I gave like I think there were three in there for sure. Yeah, there's yeah, plenty there's of reasons there, yeah. in there. That was great. Yeah. Um, okay, so what we do is we take people's calls. A lot of lost souls call into this podcast. Uh-huh. Also, not so lost souls. Um, sometimes they're fun. I don't know what we're gonna get today, Christina. We have good calls. Yeah, we got a mix of things. So all right, gonna be good. Let's take it. All right, let's do it. Hi, um, Chantal. I was wondering if Chantal Claret was planning to go on tour. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, bye, thank you. Not so much an advice question, but a good question. Are you going on tour? I am not going on tour, and I'll tell you why. It's really expensive, and that's pretty much the answer. Um, I just don't, and also I can't be bothered. What um, do you mean it's really expensive? It's aren't aren't no, you no, supposed no. to make money touring? Well, you have to spend money, to and make that's money, all. Right. I, yeah, and that that old saying. Um, well, it's also yeah. like when you have a big street, like like it, know, and if it's all out of pocket, yeah. Mo- a lot of people have labels who pay for that, and unfortunately, I'm all out of pocket. And to me, that I would rather stay home and make a video than spend all that money. Like it's just it costs a shit ton of money. You're not on a label. No, that's amazing that you do all of this shit yourself girl yeah like so you it's i really mean tiring. you do have like agents and managers and stuff like that for but acting i would oh okay yeah because so, i was gonna say with um with something like catfish for example like i would think that that was like well that just happened putting you through no PR. that was literally just max texting me like being like hey do you, you want to come co- like co-host on catfish that has nothing to do with any like yeah there was how no, do you know max i've known max since ninth grade we went to high school together did he so have gray hair in ninth grade he got um in high school he got gray hair yeah. at the end yeah he's been a silver fox the whole time i love that but he was like the sweetest guy everybody loved him like he was like the guy everybody liked and so we we always got along really well that's and, hot yeah and so he yeah we and we had such a great time filming it like, that's he's really such, fun yeah we really really have a good rapport that's what, really fun what are you working on now music wise um, I just released an EP um, called "Let's Pretend Everything's Okay," and then, um, and then it how is, timely? For well, that. no, that's what. Well, because I had actually written these songs like a while ago, and so it feels really inappropriate to release anything that isn't about like the times. And so right. I was like, "Well, I want to put these songs out because they were also coming out on Catfish." And I was like, "How do I fucking put these?" songs that have no relevance to any of the political climate i was like well we'll just pretend everything's okay you know i think that that it's it's good marketing wise to do that but i do think that entertainment is escapism i think there's one thing to be aware but i think that if everyone's putting out very heavy yeah art but i don't think anybody is yet 
No, and but I, mean, and also I, I think the, the movie scene and the television scene in the next year, oh, two yeah. years, is going to be heavily influenced by the election. I actually think the opposite. I think, like, La La Land is going to make, you know, like, yeah. it's going to be all escapism. I think that's the return of, like, Gene Kelly and all that World War II. I mean, if you look at all that stuff, that's when Chaplin was biggest. But that yeah. Moonlight I, winning the Oscar at the same time, yeah. I feel like that's that what I'm is... Saying. Like, I think people yes. want... Yeah. Re- yeah, it's like people, like, want revenge, mm-hmm. and art has always been a great way of saying like fuck you totally um but you're right no i think, I think it's gonna be also for sure yeah i think that that you did i mean i think that's a good way to do it to like one address you know address the issue i'm putting out an ep yeah. in the middle of a shit storm but like also to have you know people don't want more of the, the stuff they enjoy yeah totally. right and i and i can see that but uh, for me it feels inauthentic yeah. to do anything but you know, because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I've already cried this morning about, um, did you see that 16-year-old in Arizona, like, confronting the senator over, like, Planned Parenthood? And it was, like, a town hall meeting or something. Was it the one she was saying, I'm a, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. she was 16? She's 16. That's... She said, I'm a 16-year-old girl from Arizona. Oh, I didn't hear the first sentence. Yeah, and I didn't hear it the first time either. And so when I went back and listened to it, and I was like, oh, she's 16. That's what did she say? She basically was just saying, like, you're, I am a woman of color from a, background without privilege and you're a white man who has privilege and I and birth control is something that is the only thing that's going to one of the many things that can help me get ahead in this world and like why do you think you have the right to take that away from me like as a white man of privilege and you know he tried to be like well I'm one of 11 children and I didn't grow up privileged and you know and I and And also you're one of 11 children yeah (laughs) and also like you're inherently privilege oh like it just in your it just in your i want to re- i don't want to breathe in your chair. air you want- are inherently privileged so that's a, that's a concept that's really hard for them to get yeah know? i don't know why what do you mean by them white men white men yeah. in general yeah yeah i think and white well, women conservative too, white men too I mean, yeah, white sorry women conservative too. yeah because I just think I feel I do feel bad like because there's some white guys that are fucking great people yeah. and I feel bad because I know that they probably feel very like probably very personally attacked right now but also yeah, aware but also- of their privilege and it's just but it just I do feel bad for like my friends that are very woke and like never have taken for granted that their life has been made easier. I also understand I mean like I think if they are. I hate saying the word. I can't say it. I can't say woke with like me saying woke is not you don't a like good it. look. I just can't sell it. You know what I mean? It's just like I can't. I tried. I'm like woke. I nope. was thinking about this uh, concept recently of like performative wokeness. What does that mean? Like <laughs> instead it's of like oh my white privilege. You know, I just say oh. And when you say it around, when you make it a point to say it out loud and to say it around a person of color, yeah, that's like being very performative. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a. I think. Yeah, I think that some people are also do it too because it is performative, but people don't know how to say like, "Hey, just so you know, I know. Um, yeah. Like I'm in on it. Um, I cool. understand that like this a- is like not cool." You know um, how you do that, though? Like, then just, just li- listen to your friend when they're talking about something that they've experienced as prejudice. Yeah, and don't like try to investigate or. Um, quantify if it actually is prejudice like don't question if it's racist they're like no nah, not everything is racist when they're complaining to you about yeah. something yeah. i've had those experience it's when crazy. i was talking to a friend and i was like hey this is happening because i am a woman of color and they're like i don't think that person meant by that by that and i'm like no i'm telling you i live in this body 24 7 i recognize these little things mm-hmm. trust me when i say that this is because of who i am 
But what if they're trying to do that and say, oh, my white privilege? Like, I mean, th- those two <laughs> things are not mutually exclusive. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the way you show you're a good ally is right. to try to, like, yeah. just listen. listen. Yeah. yeah. Um, not to declare, like, oh, like, look at these things that I have. I hate that the world is this way. Like, I understand the imp- that impulse. Yeah. But it's better just to just be silent and listen and, like, try your best to empathize with them. And also, no one really hates being privileged. Like, <laughs> let's just put that out there. Yeah, it's like, done that's wonderful. A, that's a false notion that, like, you if would rather be If they did, they wouldn't be, be fighting. Not, that's like the Lena Dunham, I wish I had an abortion moment. It's yeah. like, no, you don't fucking wish that. Like, you wouldn't wish that. Like, you wouldn't trade being white yeah. right now. Like, I don't, I don't think... I don't think anyone would suggest you say that, you yeah. know? So I don't, it's just weird. I don't know. Fuck, fucking stupid world. Um, weird pivot, though. On last week's show, we were talking about the difficulties of doing a, a cat eye. Uh-huh. And <laughs> you have such a good one. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that is so weird. It's so, I was staring at it while you were talking. Oh, that doesn't sound like a total creep. Because no, I no. just stare at people I, while I'm doing that. I you nagged your eyebrows, but you didn't think about your no, amazing cat the, eye. Well, listen, it's the only thing I know how to do. I have one look, and it's cat eye. And since I was 14 years old, it's the how only thing. How do you thing. know? It's the only thing I taught myself. Look, I can't put on fake eyelashes. I can't try funky shit. This is all I got. What's like, your trick? That's the um, one to have. I hold my eye, which I don't think you're supposed to do. <laughs> and so this is my trick. And then I just draw a line starting in the middle. I draw a little line. And it depends on the brush you use. You start in the middle. You start in the middle. You draw a line up. And then you connect it from the bottom of the outer lash back to to the top of the line if that makes sense so it's like a little triangle then you fill it in and then you do from the inner eye out to connect so do you use like a little makeup brush and like something in a pot or do you use one of those just a, pre just a pre um which one is it like it's like a 24 hour or something or okay it never comes off yeah the sweating when you it like a pen or a brush it's a pen it's mm-hmm. like a pen with crazy ass stuff I think it might be a cat fun deer so far I don't know Something I do crazy. think that if you know how to do that you should be investing in like a cat on day moment or something yeah. just something expensive like, yeah you don't no I be... treat myself when it comes Fuck to this yeah, but that's, that's about your it. move like, yeah. that's great that's all I got your skin is amazing too well, I, think, I really I just went and got a facial because I'm going to a crazy um premiere on Wednesday so oh yeah your like skin a, looks great I gotta look like a baby after a facial I'm always like a little bit more yeah f- yeah like broken out well, I asked her, I was like, when do I come to see you so I look Don't. good for Wednesday? And she was like, okay, come show me. The- What's the premiere? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the two. Oh. Yeah, my husband's in it. Uh, <gasps> oh, yeah, so, very know. cool. And he did some makeup. Or not makeup, music. <laughs> he did some music. Yeah, so he's in it. That's huge. Yeah, and all of our it's friends are in movie. it. That's a big movie. I've heard of that movie. <laughs> I, I may have cool. been in it, but I also may have gotten cut out. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Go see the movie. Is that when you find out? No, I know. I know. You know you got cut out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. No, but can you imagine like thinking you're DVD in it? extra. Yeah. And going and doing like the red carpet. And, and like, thinking you're, you're in, in it. it and that then happens not, to people, not, right? I know. <gasps> this is a really ugly business. That's so sad. Like I need to tell you, but just so you know, this is a tough business <laughs> yeah. and it's really ugly here. Yeah. It's like really. It's. I was thinking about that. I was like, this place is tough. dark. Sometimes. It seems really sad. It's uh, it's it's inherently dark. Yeah. Like it's it's not just something. You grew up here, right? No, no, I'm from Boston. Boston. Oh uh, no, I don't know shit about shit. When like, did you move here? Uh, Eleven years ago. That's, That's probably why. And also, my voice has taken on accents from every part of this country. So I can sound Southern sometimes. I sound slightly Midwestern sometimes. I sound very East Coast. Yeah, I don't hear your Boston Valley girl. Yeah, no, I don't have I don't have a Boston accent. I never did. Um, but 
it, which is, I hate it when people are like, you don't have a Boston accent. And it's like, do you know who has a Boston accent? Like, you had to, like, grow up in this city. Oh, yeah. You have to have a whole family that has accents. I have a family that has I accents. I feel like there are subtleties sometimes. I'm sure, yeah. There are certain, you have a very nuanced Thanks. Boston but my cousin um, Liz like fully had the thickest Boston accent for years and just dropped it. And I didn't even realize like to me when she was talking to me recently, I was still hearing the Boston accent and it wasn't occurring to me that it wasn't there anymore. And then she said, no, I don't have one anymore. And I was like, wait, keep talking. Oh, shit, you don't like you got rid of it. How'd you do that? Did she take classes or did she like conscious? No, you just have to be conscious of yeah. it. I mean, like I in the summers, I used to slip into a Boston accent because I'd be around <laughs> a lot of kids who had them. I just like that sentence. In the, in summer. the summer, I'd slip. Well, into you're them. from New York and your yeah. accent isn't very prominent. Yeah, but Manhattan doesn't really have much of an accent. Like I'm, I was actually thinking, yeah, you don't have like, but there's an accent in. Uh, range, I worked. Right? Christina really can't have an accent. I worked really hard at not. Why? Doing. Why can't you? Because it was a mix of a lot of things. Um, it was like an impediment to like people were paying attention of ha- how I was saying things and yeah. not what I was saying. Oh, that's interesting. And so it, it always, even with people I know for a long time, it still makes them pause when I say something that's like, instead of saying strawberry, I would say strawberry. You know, like, yeah. it's just like. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God. And then like, it's like whatever I was saying goes out the window and it like completely changes the topic of conversation. And the other reason was because I didn't want, I think people associate that accent with a certain economic status. Oh, yeah. And I didn't want them to have anything else to judge me on yeah you know because like by the sheer virtue of my name and like the color of my skin they can already make assumptions so i didn't want to give them another thing like where i come from or what my economic status might be i'm sorry by talking that way i'm sorry you even have to consider that (laughs) i know i know because i also love it when you have your accent (laughs) i love it when you'll just like let it fly sometimes yeah usually Um, when i'm drunk yeah mm, yeah that's when oh yeah, I love drunk people's accents coming out. That's my favorite. Yeah, when I'm British drunk, I'm who's southern. Like very prim and proper, and then when she's like, "All right, what well, fucking no, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, my uh, I was I got drunk with a coworker one time, and he was like, "You sounded like a goddamn b boy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, well, now I feel extra bad though because I do make fun of my friend. Um, Marlo, who has a Jersey accent, but she only says it when she says like Jaguar. And oh, so yeah. she's like, Jaguar. Uh, and I'm like, ha, 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 say it again. <laughs> I mean, if it's your friend, you can no, give I'm them totally, shit. I was. You were right, Wags. You've got that extra Yeah, it's not like I'm giving people like, don't make fun of anybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to be a total killjoy. Um, and oh, it's fine worry. if my I yeah. will make fun of people. <laughs> yeah, it's fine if my friends like have fun with me about it. But like, for everybody what else, words do you go- give us an impression of your drunk, your drunk self? Oh, I can tell you words that I have to like very careful. And I still yeah. there's like I can't say drawer the right way. Drawer. I can hear you self correcting because yeah. I know you well so well that I can hear when you're like being conscious of drawer. it. Yeah, like yeah. author. Yeah. Uh, wait, other. Author. Author. Ugh. Instead of like author. Ugh, I'm sorry. You have author. to think about these things. Author is author. how I say it. 
yeah. legs uh, and like eggs. An like owl. I used to say autism instead of autism, which is what it is. Yeah, autism. autism. <laughs> oh, oh it just makes me think of home, though. That so makes I love me it. Think of my cousin Vinny. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, I sound like when I'm drunk, I sound like Marissa <gasps> Tomei. What a joy! You should be drunk twenty four seven. It was the Buick Skylark. Oh. She very rarely drinks too. So oh. like when she came on my Lifetime podcast, I was so happy because I got her a little drunk, and I was just like, <laughs> "Fuck yes!" This is like. My favorite thing is Christina just like cutting loose. Yeah, <laughs> you you rarely yeah, cause, get like, it. Yeah, because like when I do it, I do it. You do yeah. it for the year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also like it's like you have like one drink and you're like start to feel it. And then like I remember you were like I've had two wines and I'm like and for me like you were like that's me on six. Like that's me on like my sixth class. Because I never wine. drink. Yeah, yeah, I know. It that's goes down really quick good. your tolerance if you don't keep it up. You yeah. have to work hard. Oh. True story. I don't think that's something you should work hard toward. You know, you're no, right. No, 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 no. That's why I quit drinking. Unless I you're was, in college, I, I was no. really good at it, it. Yeah, like when you're in college, you're like, God, I got to get my tolerance up. Like that was definitely like a thing. Yeah, in that college. was a thing. You're like, I'm getting shit faced off of one beer. Like I'm a fucking pussy. Like I gotta fu- suck it up. Like I gotta just, I'm just gonna start shotgunning and booting and rallying. Every bringing me back, dude. Boot and rally. Wait, I don't I know what never, that is. I never what booted and rallied in my Honey, entire boot life. And rally. I didn't. I didn't go to. I didn't That's live in like I dorms. Through college is the boot and rally. What is so oh, throw up and keep yeah. going. Oh yeah. yeah, I call it like um, in my because I didn't wasn't with people that we were doing. It. I call it like my like Roman. Like I was like I'm a what do you call it when you just keep living? Oh, or, um, um, how am I forgetting? Blinking on the word. Where, I, I'm not going to remember it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, where you just do it and you keep going, or you. Uh, uh, um, there's a term for it, yeah. anyways. Someone at home is screaming yeah. at themselves right now. Um, oh, they'll scream into our hotline too. Don't please scream them. into the hotline three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll get right back to our calls. Hi, mall guest and Christina. I called a few days ago, but I kind of wanted to call because again, because I was driving and I felt like maybe you couldn't hear me. Um, so. My dilemma or question is, I'm 21 years old. I go to college at a pretty um, well-known school for, like, broadcasting. I live with um, a family member who aren't, like, my parents because of trying to save money. And um, my parents live outside of the country. I actually just moved to this country a couple years ago. And I... I'm 21, and I have never dated or anything like that. I don't have that many friends. I have an 8 o'clock curfew, um, so I guess that probably contributes to one of the reasons why I haven't dated. I work full-time, like a 9-to-5 job, and I go to school at night, and um, I do stuff for, like, broadcasting on the side as well, and, like, internships and stuff like that. So I am pretty busy. And I am looking at moving out, though, so hopefully that will help my social life. But my question is, how can I start, like, dating? I I know, like, I'm really young, but I want to get married and have kids and all that jazz. I also, like, want to be on TV one day. <laughs> um, but I do want to get married and have kids, and I just want to start dating. And I've done stuff, like, I'm not, like completely innocent like I've done stuff with guys and stuff like that I use tinder and um social like pof and like all these random dating websites um to meet people and hang out with them but all of them were just like looking to do like one thing and not really interested in like a long-term thing so just trying to figure out and in terms of like I don't know like if I'm like 
like grotesquely like overweight or I don't like there's nothing there's nothing really like wrong with me like everybody who I ever tell like I haven't dated is like always like really surprised so um I mean I I just I I don't really know why I think it's mainly because like I don't know anybody because obviously like I said I just went to this country but I want to start because you guys are awesome I love listening to your podcast I'm pretty sure that you guys can help me figure this out thank you so much um, love the podcast. You guys inspire me every week, especially as somebody who, like, just moved um, back to the U.S. It's great to, like, hear people who are, like, purely, like, L.A. and just talking about their lives. It's awesome. Love you guys. Bye. Christina just said that she would love to know what country she moved from, and I was like, me too, because it could only be Canada because she has no accent. But then I was but like, then she said move back. back. So I'm like, I have no idea where she was. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm so curious. Um, also like, okay, so my first thought always goes to with dating and stuff like this. Very relatable plight, by the way. 8 p.m. curfew, not relatable. That's rough. Unclear who the fuck is putting a curfew on you. I mean, I guess she said she lives with her parents. No, some a family member who's not her parent because her parents live out of the country. So, I mean, like, it seems like her aunt or whoever she's living with is, like, putting down an 8 p.m. curfew, which could be a cultural thing, could just be they're old and they don't want people coming in and out, but... Mm -hmm. That's, like, brutal. Um, That's not really, like, you know, that kind of limits you to daytime hookups and coffee dates, which is weird. I mean, it's just weird when you're going on a day date. It's just unless you know someone. Um, I was going to say, like, Tinder would be my go-to in this, but because of your inexperience, I think that you need to stay away from something like that. 100%. Um, You're in college. Like, you're never going to be around that many young people in one condensed place again. Take advantage of that. Like, are there any hot guys at school? I have a, I have a question. <sighs> I haven't been single in an obscenely long time. What are the other options besides Tinder and Plenty of Fish? Are there any legitimate online places that aren't just for hooking up? Um. Well, like, the traditional answer to that is, like, there. well, there's OkCupid, but I would say people are there for 50-50 yeah. reasons. Um, someone – I actually, like – did I just tell this on this podcast that, like, I came home one day and my old roommate and our friend was there, like, and they were both filling out um, OK Cupid profiles, and I asked her why she was joining, and she's like, I want to find a relationship, and I asked him, he's like, I just want to hook up, and I was like, do you understand that this is what... Why can't there be a very clear separation in sight? I mean, it's... Right. Hooked. That's the app. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Bumble might be okay for you because it's it's a the women is in charge on Bumble. Mm. So like basically you match with a guy, you have 24 hours to reach out to him. If you don't hit him up within 24 hours, then he disappears from your match list. So it's like really on you to be proactive, but you're not going to get a guy sending you a dick pic unless you initiate a conversation with him. Um I think the other options are Oh, um, the the serious dating one is Match.com. Yeah. Like, that's where you go if you want a husband. But this girl's 21 years old. You don't need to join Match.com. No. Like, that's, that's like, literally, like, having a 401k at age 19. Like, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. I might be inferring, but it seems like there may potentially – I think you're right. There may be some cultural things going on because judging from – because she even went so far as saying, like, I do want all those things in the future. And, I mean, to be 21 and even thinking about that and having an oh, 8 p.m. curfew. Yeah, like, so – you did? 
when I was 21, I was like, I want to get married someday. Yeah. And I mean, I also Never. went to Boston College where we sat in a fucking auditorium and like they said, like, look to your left, look to your right. Like the traditional thing would be one of these people won't be here when we graduate. But instead of BC, it was one of the people next to you will find their spouse at Boston but see, College. That, but see, that's cultural for you. So you did think about that in the same way. Like, I didn't think about that growing up. I yeah. never, when I was 21. You didn't think like, oh, I'd like to get married never. someday? Nope. What? Nope. You didn't just see married people and think like, oh, maybe one day I will I literally never married. considered it. I was like. Because you were turned off by marriage? Or yeah. I was like, oh. this is the worst. So you were an- you were like anti. Okay, got Are it. Are your parents not together? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, I will never get married. But that's also like, that's, I mean, I would say that's almost the exception. Yeah. Is that like for people to be like. No, most people I know, well, uh, I guess most people I know come from divorced divorced couples like that seems to be the rarity your parents are still together no i had a single mom my parents yeah. were never together um my parents are still together it's interesting but i am like they like each other yeah yeah <laughs> realized that my desire i think i in my 20s i wanted every hookup to turn into a relationship and i think that i was hot po- like i was positive that i was going to get married and then i, I was going to have kids and then I've talked about this a lot on the podcast is that like in the last maybe couple years or so, it's occurred to me that that might not be my journey. And not only is that okay, yeah, but like I'm very comfortable with that. And to, you know, just have a kid or to just get married to someone is a very rash, life-changing decision that is full of expenses and emotional, like financial and emotional. Like, yeah, it's just just a fucking lot. Like, it's a huge deal to get married, to commit to someone or to have a kid or whatever. I think having a kid is the biggest one. But um, marriage really, like, is a, you know, it's a fucking doozy. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't feel the need to get married anymore, but point is i one thing i was thinking when she called is that maybe she just needs to be in her work right now and not really worry about that because i do i did find that coming into some semblance of success alleviated that desire for me almost completely and i realized that maybe the entire time i was just secretly worried about not being able to take care of myself forever. And yeah. I thought if I got married, then I would have some form of security. I think it was a very primal thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. What do you, do you want to hook up? Do you want a relationship? What did she say? She just wants to like meet. She wants to I be in the mix to meet people. But I, 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 I think she wants a relation. She wants to meet someone that would turn into a relationship, but it's like, she just also like, knows she's not going to meet her spouse right now. Yeah. So it's like, just like you have to do the work for your, in, through your internships to do your career. You also have to do the work that exactly. way when it comes to dating. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's like, you can't be methodical about it, especially at your age. You should date to practice. It's like seeing it as a practice way. Yeah. Just I get, get as many so day dates as you can. Also, it really doesn't sound like she has the time to, to put that th- you have to make time to do that and i think for if she wants to get practice just talking and communicating i say keep it online you know what i mean just like have some online relationships for a while and then maybe make sure you th- don't get catfish no don't get catfish definitely have some video chats but like <laughs> and get to know some but like court with somebody so if that their when camera you doesn't them, work don't don't follow 100 <laughs> reverse image search do yeah. all the tricks but i will say that you are going to at this point in life, you're going to attract the people who are at your level. So where you're at right now, I really think that you might want to get into an apartment on your own. 
you, oh, you know, yeah. maybe you want to be doing that stuff. And that is going to be the better headspace for you because you don't want to, like, not be able to bring a guy home or, like, not, you know, not just so you can, like, fuck him or whatever, but, like, yo, like, the best part of being in a relationship is just, like, fucking kicking back with someone and get very anal about, like, people talking about watching TV with their significant other because I'm like, that's a bad habit. Yeah. Like, that's a trap. Why? Um... Because I think that it can just turn into – it can really fuck up a relationship if your go-to oh is sitting on the couch and eating. What if your go-to TV? is laying in bed and eating and watching TV? I mean, look, <laughs> you're married. You guys obviously have something that works. But I think in your standard dating relationship – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You always know when things are going downhill when you stop taking time to do date night and, like, get dressed yeah. up and go out of the house. And, like, also – Time by yourself with your friends, time going out with your friends as a couple, like those things are very fucking important. You got to take, I always say you got to take your relationship out on wheels, like take it out and see, does this, does this survive in this situation? Does this survive in this situation? Um, And expose it to as many things as possible because in life you will be exposed to many things um, regardless. So when people treat their relationship and they keep it in like a little incubator, it it, tri- it like that triggers me. It does. It triggers me. I'm, I get very like, what are you doing? Like this can't be healthy. Like this isn't good. Um, you know. And also, I was thinking that about this today. Ready? A lot of the people I know whose parents are still together. Your parents are an exception. They're like proud of it. But I'm like, your parents are codependent freaks. Like, they don't have friends. I like, like, well, I love my husband's parents. They've been together for like 50 years. And again, not all couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. If you've made it 50 plus years, you deserve that. I don't know. I'm giving it. But I like if you have, I like it if they have their own friends. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of couples don't, they just kind of like, they get together when they're 18 and they just fucking check out. Like I had so, like my, one of my best friends growing up, I never understood her parents. They sat at home every weekend. They hung out with each other. I never saw them talking to other people. And then at one point I asked her, I was like, what's up with your parents? She's like, they don't really have other friends. And I was like, Got it. I get it, though, too. If, I mean, uh, from the perspective of my favorite person in the entire world is, is my husband. husband. Like, I love hanging out with that motherfucker. Like, he's my best friend. And, yeah, we have our own interests, our own hobbies, and our own friends. But, like, everything is more fun with, with him. him. yeah. And, like, to not do stuff with him, even though – and we both have a lot – even though we have a lot of different interests, even if he's going to comic book stores all day – it's fucking fun because we're together, you know? Like, so it's, I get both, I get both of them. Which comic book stores do we go to? All, we go to all the ones in the in the valley, all over. We just, everywhere. I will <laughs> also good throw ones. out, though, too, oh, you, yeah. that you guys are in this business. And I think that having an ally in this town or in this business is like, I notice that a lot in this business. Like, it's sticking with your spouse is like very good thing to do. Oh, yeah. You like know, you need a life raft here. Is oh. he like your sanctuary? Yeah, he's my safe. We're each other's best friends, safety, everything. Safe yeah, yeah, like we're each other's. I safe don't space. know that equality you, rocks in our house. <laughs> I don't know that you need that. No, in other I parts. don't. No, no, no not yeah, you. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying I don't say. I don't know if the average person needs 
a fucking road dog with them. Totally. You know, because it's like, you should, I mean, I think that it's, I, I And we also are an exception itself because people get married because of our relationship all the time, which I'm like, that's the worst. That makes our skin crawl because we're like, dude, it's different. People have said that about my parents too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, they're like, we see how great your marriage is. And I'm like, whoa. Like, I had someone that that got married. Like fans or friends? Both. Like just. I knew someone who got married on the same day as my parents wow. because they thought it would like bring them good luck. That's that's it creepy. did not. That's really yeah. it did not. But yes, were they related to you? Um, like basically, like it was like someone that we grew up with in the neighborhood. Weird. What day did your parents get married? Uh, June twenty eighth. I'm gonna get my second marriage that day. Give <laughs> <laughs> me luck. Yep. To Billy Joel's. And their song mean- was Billy Joel's uh, Don't Go Changing. The same as your parents? <laughs> was no, no, no. It? Oh. That, oh, that was my parents' song. Oh, Billy okay. Joel's Don't Go Changing. It oh. still makes me like choke up a little oh. bit when I hear it. And then I found out he hates performing that song. Why? Yeah. Because it reminds him of his ex wife. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's such a good song. I got to hear. Oh, don't go changing. Yeah. Just, Just the way you are, babe. But yeah. wait, how did you and your husband meet? On tour. Okay. Yeah, my band opened for him 12 years ago to the day, well, a couple days ago. Wow, yeah. what did you guys do for your anniversary? Uh, well, it was it was just our anniversary of meeting, so we just oh. kissed all over the place. Um, <laughs> but for our anniversary, we were in New Zealand, and we were stuck in a weather bomb on the South Island of New Zealand. Oh, God. Yeah, for this one. Romantic. Next year, we'll be in New Zealand, too. So you didn't want to get married. Like, what was it? What? How did you change your mind about it? It was just him. He was just the right per- like boyfriend wasn't good enough anymore, and like it wasn't the thing. And I needed. We just were like, how can we take this further? <laughs> like, you know, there are those people like a Goldie Hawn situation where they're like, it is what it is. Like this, we don't need that. Yeah, and it would have worked too. But we both neither one. And he was thirty five when he and he's went. He's much older than me. Um. Mm. So. Uh, and he had gone his whole life with never being engaged 35, you know, never, be, but being in serious relationships. And so, and he never wanted to get married, never met the right person. And we just happened, we we're just like, it's you. Did you it. meet at 35? You, when he was 35? I was 22. I, but I mean, was he 35 when you met or yeah. when you got engaged? When we, when we met. Oh. Yeah. So it I was still just. have time. We were holding, oh, you've got I know, everybody. I'm just Listen, my mom's. Uh, my stepfather, he's 18 years younger than my mom. He was 18. He was fresh off the boat Italian. She was 44 and he was 26, fresh from Italy. So there's always time. I like that. That is wild. Yeah. That is... He didn't speak one word of English, so they had I a was lot like, in what common. Was there, like, yeah, what do you think? What was their like, connection? Mean, yeah. 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 Well, what did they do? Like, did they, did, how did they speak to what each other? What do you other? think? I mean, I know they just boned, but like, what? That's all you need to know. That's okay. Got <laughs> and it. And I found the Polaroids. Oh, no. <laughs> On my bed sheets. No. Yes. Wait, what? How yes. did that happen? Wait, what? Mom. I'll be in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seared in my eyelids. How old were you? Old, too old. Oh, thank <laughs> God! Though, if you were twelve, oh, no. no, that's around how old? Oh, Wait, no. that's, that's around exactly how old? Exactly the wrong age. I was like, is it? Oh, but you know, they were in like um in my mom's closet in like an envelope marked like private. Do not open. I'm oh. like, oh, that means open. And then like opened up another another envelope private. Do not open. I'm like, well, that that means a hundred percent, Chantal. You got to open this <laughs> third envelope sealed private. Open up Polaroids full on penetration. No. Yep. Yeah. 
of on my bed sheets. Why? Why are my bed sheets everywhere around? No. Why would they do it on your bed? I don't Not know. on your bed or on your sheets. Like they had your sheets on their bed? Or- nope. It was on my bed. Oh, oh, my God. I know because I had very clearly marked little train engine um, <laughs> sheets. So it was really. Wags is not happy about Yeah, listen. This you and me both, Wags. Very unsoothing. Oh, That's yeah. rude as fuck. What if I do it in ASMR voice? Well, you, well, know how it, you know how it is, is that, why stop? You know how it is, is that, it, it, you know, you're just in a part of the house and yeah. then things just fucking escalate. Yeah. And you're not like really thinking like, oh, this is my preteen daughter's bed. Oh. No. Is that how it goes? No. I mean, you know, <laughs> things how... escalate. Um, oh, I, did, I thought you were explaining how I would open the envelopes, not how my mom no. would end up fucking on no. my bed. Enough even that you're taking a Polaroid No, I have no it. question about how things. that envelope got open. Like, they couldn't have been that in the moment because yeah. they stopped to take a yeah, Polaroid. Yeah, hold on. Hold that, hold that pose. Hold that pose. Were they maybe wasted or something? Like, none of that's making any of this better. No, I know. I know. I'm just trying to think about, like, but I know why you opened the envelope. Trust me. Yeah. I, it was a kid that, like, would sneak at, at That's the one part Christmas of the story gifts. I understand is why I opened the envelope. The rest is. Does she know that that happened? No, she doesn't. And I neither does my stepfather. I would have thrown them in her face. I would have thrown the Polaroids in her face. Oh, like, on my would? bed, Mom? Yeah. Oh, really? Christina. Would you have? Yeah. Visceral. That's yeah. not how. I had my own secrets. I didn't need to bring them. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that is also the the damn truth you don't want to get you into can't, you got to keep your secret th- i mean trust me do you think that kim Cardi- kardashian walked in on caitlin and didn't tell anyone for 15 years for a fucking reason because kim has her own shit yeah she's going through okay gotta- she saw that she clocked it she was like i see you got it me too or whatever mutually like, assured destruction yeah i also have secrets bruce caitlin soon to be caitlin all right well anyway um, oh, wait. Speak, can we just talk about how fucking horrific that Survivor thing was? <gasps> Did you yes, watch Yes, I watched it. I do watch. I watch Survivor in general. So. I don't. And so I had to, like, track down the clip because, you know, everyone is, like, Survivor contestant outed. And then you have to watch, like, some fake Maria Menounos, like, explain it. And, it's like, the only on reality show. It's the only reality <laughs> show I used to watch. And yeah. it's crazy. In that, and I've watched that um, guy in, for both seasons, Zeke. Who and he was so girls? great. Sorry. Maria Menounos. No, like, just, like, all those girls that, like, are, like, hey, it's from HuffPo Live. This is what happened this week. Last night, someone was outed on Survivor. I'm like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) How are you working? And I'm not. Because they literally have just enough personality (laughs) to read and talk, but not enough personality to, like, make people. They're like Coldplay. You know what I mean? Like, not enough personality to make people get, like, mad about anything they say or infuse their own thing, but just enough personality to, like, sell what they're doing, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, it was, it's really Christina's sad. But very tickled he's by a this. great, he's a great, like, guy. He seems great from his character. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really fucked up. It was really fucked up. And, and I do want to say that, like, what I was very fucking impressed by, and I talked about this on the Emotionally Broken Psychos Facebook group this week, Molly and the Psychos.com, if you guys want to join, um, is that, I am often someone who on this podcast am am presented with a statement that really offends me, but I don't know what to do, and I know that I have to keep doing this show. You've done radio before. This is different than radio, but and that we can edit, but like it's sometimes it's hard to react in the moment, and I was very, very proud of the way that everyone there was like, hey – 
That's fucking fucked up. That has nothing to do with this game. Like the way, I mean, you know, not one person there was like, wait, what? Yeah, really? except for the guy who did it. For, except Varner, for the guy who, who did it. Varner, which, but he slowly realized like. I mean, I love that Jeff Probst was like disgusted yeah. by him. He Jeff Probst like, is the best need- host of all time. I would love if he would host. I think Chris Harrison is like one foot in, one foot out on The Bachelor. Basically, oh. he's, he has one toe left in The Bachelor. <laughs> what if they took The Bachelor and brought it to a Survivor Alley? Oh, I would. I think they did. Kind did of they do have with Bachelor in Paradise? Uh, yeah, and they also yeah, and they have like they've had those crazy shows like Fantasy Islandy ones Temptation where they take them. Yes, Island. Temptation Island. The first season of Temptation Island. That was it. Got it. like crazy. Right? Kaya. Oh, do you guys- remember Tammy? I did a show with Tammy. I think she was like on the second season or something, and she uh, was the one that fought. Like she was famous for fighting, and then when they did that kill reality movie, she like had to get like removed from the house or something. Uh, she was like demoted to a lower role and was kicked out of the house. But what was what I was gonna say about their survivor thing is that it also kind of showed like what the different um, levels of acceptance within the gay community is, as well because yeah. the guy who outed him was gay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, gay men are notoriously, like, brutal. On yeah. Tra- I mean, you And know. his excuse, he was like, well, I thought he was out. Like, he just didn't realize that the whole entire world was be watching and that and everybody also, didn't know. he didn't, he must not have really felt that way because yeah. apparently Zeke never said that to him. It was something that he inferred through different tells. Some yeah. people are thinking that it might have been Zeke has minor, like, because breast reduction yeah, scars surgery are very or, limited. Like, yeah. they're very tiny, but you would have to almost, like, know what to look totally. for. So, like, it was just very, like... It was weak. It was weak. It was like well, very yeah. And weak. his argument was horrible, where he was saying you're being deceptive, but everybody knows, and that that it was such a flimsy bullshit. It was super fun. And also for a trans person, like you're being the opposite of deceptive. Of like when you're living in your skin Ugh. as yourself. There were so many. Ugh. It, yeah, there's just like so many. It was so fucking problematic and so dark. And I read like a headline. I started to open the article and started to read it, and it was like Varner in therapy after outing. And I was like, good. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry you have to go to therapy. Like, am I supposed to feel bad that you're in therapy? Like, that's how badly you were affected by this, like, horrible mistake you made? Like, you should fucking be in therapy to begin with. This yeah. is America. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to feel best bad thing. for you. I, I texted my therapist yesterday, and I was so happy she, like, replies back with words. Yeah. As to, I don't know what else she would reply back with. Gifts. <laughs> emojis. <laughs> the emojis. That would be amazing. There is something very flattering about texting with your therapist. Oh. You're like, it just feels very good. And I, you're like, oh, they love me. I Yeah. I'm just like, thank you for sharing yourself with me, your valuable time. I don't know what she does in her off time, but, like. I, really I think deep down there's something narcissistic in all of us where we want our therapist to fucking love us. My therapist does love like she thanks too. me all the time for coming to her and she's like I'm so honored. Like this is very braggy right now, but it's she's like thank you for like sharing yourself with me and I really and I'm just like but I also then the inner me doesn't believe a word where I'm like stop fucking lying to me like I don't believe the compliment. Do you ever feel like the voice in your side your head is an unreliable narrator? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's the voice in everyone's head is an unreliable yeah. narrator. There's no more biased narration Ugh, of anything than your own shit. It's my greatest enemy. My therapist enemy. is has a really fucking amazing analogy that cuz I'm obsessed with fairness. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm obsessed. I get very like, you know, I get angry on behalf of myself, I get angry on behalf of other people. I think like I get very mad when something's not fair I agree. or someone's not Same. owning their shit. 
And my therapist is like, you need to stop doing that because you're just trying to get people to see your movie. She's like, we're all living in our own movie. And she's like, no one's going to know your movie except for you. She's like, you have to accept that no one is seeing your movie except for you. And like, so... And and ultimately, at the end of the day, one thing that I've learned that really fucking sucks is that no one gives a shit about the truth. Yeah. No one really uh. cares about the truth. There's so many people would rather have you be polite and just like get through the thing and just be easy to work with or whatever. No one cares. Like, oh, this is like a very, this is very unjust. This is yeah. like really fucked up. This is a bad thing to put out into the world. This is whatever. Yeah. No one cares about that. They just want you to be easy. Yeah. And that's it. And so... Uh, Mary and I work on that a lot. Like, getting out of my fucking movie. Is Mary movie. your therapist? Yeah, yeah, getting out of my fucking movie. Like, yeah. it's just really, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, I think it's everyone's disease. It's like. I, 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 the problem is I don't think it's everyone's disease. I think if everybody was obsessed with justice or fairness, we'd be a much greater world. Or you mean I being mean, everybody's movie. Trying to, uh, to get everyone else to understand oh, your movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like your narrator, like to hear your narrator as themselves, like as their own. But my question is being just, isn't that, the ability to see somebody else's like isn't that a sign of empathy to to want justice for other people as opposed to just yourself but i, I mean think that's part of your movie i think that that's your kid that that's yeah. your that's the lead in your movie it's yeah like you're you, a crusader yeah because yeah, there are people that don't there are people that think that fairness doesn't exist it shouldn't exist and i mean i had an ex that was obsessed with fairness but in a childish way how so like, he'd just be like, that's not fair. And I'd be like, a fair is a fucking carnival, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck you want to hear from me. Like, yeah. it's not, it's, I don't know if it's, I, I know that may be an ugly But what thing. do you look at as fair? So what's an example of fair? Uh, an example of fair is I don't like it when people are get, um, people don't own who they are. And so they make judgments because they can't accept that behind closed doors, they're that way too. Or I get very ups- – like, that's one thing that really pisses me off is, like, how many people are, like, 100% worse than I am. And, like – but, like, I because I actually say who I am out loud all the time, I yeah. think people think I'm a wild animal. But yeah. I'm like, no, you do the exact same thing. You just yeah. don't say it because you're afraid or because, I don't know, you were t- – to have boundaries or yeah. something like congratulations <laughs> on having boundaries like you're but you're not living your truth yeah and like that really that's to me is unfair or like another thing that I think is unfair but is that's their like, also their journey to find their truth and comfortability you know that that I can totally see that that's your version of you like why can't everybody live like I do yeah I guess yeah or or I think that like you know I mean obviously there's plenty of ways that it pl- applies to our political landscape. Yeah, 100, like, that that's I understand, just yeah. fucked, you know what I mean? Um, but also, like, you know, anytime I have a friend, like, explains a situation to me with, like, a coworker that was shady or whatever else, I get really upset about that. Like, yeah. I, fe- I feel like sometimes I see people quit things way too early because they're convinced that they can't win. And it's like, whoever, like, you're just buying in to people's shit. Yeah. Like, people are just telling you that, like, you're not, you can't do it or whatever, or that's not possible. Like, I get very angry when, you know, so you probably have dealt with this. Like, sometimes, you know, like, I'll be talking to a friend and, like, their rep will have told them, like, oh, you can't write that or you can't do that because so-and-so is doing this. And yeah. it's like, so don't fucking knock things out of people's hands. Yeah. Like, don't knock a toy out of a child's hand. Like, that's just fucking rude. Yeah. Like, you don't know. Just because, you know, 
X writer or whatever is writing a movie like this. It doesn't mean that your client's going, you know, like that bothers Remember that me. year it was all Cutting volcano movies. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many Asteroid volcano movies. movies. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's I, good for the world. It all happens at once. I just don't believe in like cutting someone off. Oh, yeah. It's like I get very upset with that. Bothers me. Um, That 8 p.m. curfew is not fair. I'm upset about that. 8 p.m. What can you do by 8 p.m.? The sun's still out. Fucking watch Jeopardy. Like, that's, that's it. Cr- that's 8 all you can do. That's like a fourth grader's. I mean, I'm curfew. Upset. Dude, like, come in when the lights, the streetlights come on. Like, that's, that's like this very similar. That makes me think that it's, you know, that it's a cultural thing. Because, yeah, yeah I know a, a lot of people that come from families where, like, or they- religious, like, super religious. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I mean, culture. Yeah, yeah usually the two are Yeah. Okay, we don't have a call. We have a letter. Chantal, do you want to read it? <laughs> yes, you mean like an old time. This will bring me back. Yeah, this is like, this. Is, do you want to warm up your, uh, your reading voice? Um, Christina's going to give you her phone. Oh, yeah. Hi. Any particular way I should read this? Whatever I, okay. I find that if you want to do a voice, that's fine, but it can be hard to maintain for a longer yeah, one. Yeah, it's not that. But I'll, I will just, I'll just read it clearly. Hi, Molly and Christina. I've been working at my current job for the last nine months. Although I like the work and get on with my coworkers, I gradually have become uncomfortable. My coworkers and managers are all men, and they often speak about their personal sexual lives to me, each other in the office. For example, the other day, my manager asked my coworker about the best blowjob he's had. Once in a team meeting, they have all started having a conversation about cheating on their girlfriends, shaving their pubes, and their sex lives. Although I don't say much during these convos and appear visually uncomfortable, they continue. I don't know if I'm being sensitive because I'm the only woman or if these conversations are normal in most offices. I'm a recent graduate and this is my first real professional job. I also wonder if it's because I was too appeasing at the start and allowed them to think I thought this was appropriate. I have no idea what to do since my managers are in on it. In fact, they're probably the worst. Is this normal? What would you advise me to do in this situation? P.S. Why don't they teach you these things in college? Best, Amy. They need to teach, like, HR courses. Like yeah. That. It's fucked up because, like, I had no idea, like, what HR did or what my rights were or what my ability to use HR was for most of my career until, like, I was really working in entertainment where HR is a lie um, and it's just, like, a prop that's there. Um, that's what I was going to say. The, like, the quality of HR is not consistent throughout any industry. No, it's not consistent at all. And, like, and... Dr. Laura Schlesinger's uh, daughter actually has a master's degree in HR. Did you know that? Well, uh, we have a call about her coming up. So. Oh, we Ooh. do about that uh, old uh, bigot. But um, <laughs> I love her. I do. I, I, I Dr. Laura? I love Dr. Laura. Um, but I was going to say, um, I think you need to quit if it really fucking bothers you. I mean, I understand how that – if if. There's nobody that you can go to for any recourse, then mm-hmm. I would say find a better situation if possible. And I would say, like, assess whether you really like that job. Then also assess the quality of your HR department. And yeah. if you deem it to be a responsible department, make a complaint. I um, mean, if her managers are in on it, that kind of makes me feel like there is no HR department. But I don't know. I mean, I've been in jobs where the where the bosses were the absolute fucking biggest rule breakers. Yeah. Um, you know... I'll be real with you. I think I would enjoy that kind of talk and find it funny, but yeah. that's me. I also know that for a lot of people, that's very, very triggering language. I don't know if you're actually, are you, I mean, if you're actually upset by it, think of how you can best 
extract yourself from the situation. If you're merely concerned with the lack of professionalism and whether or not that's normal, um, and it and you know, like you do find some humor in it, even though it's like uncomfortable, like it doesn't really bother you. I don't know. I mean, I for me personally, that's the way that I get on with people. And also I wanna say you said get on with them well, which makes me think you're not from America. Cause get on's very British. We get on well. Like we get on great. Like that made me think that maybe she's British. Is there an option to say anything to them, to any one of them saying yeah, that I don't it know. doesn't maybe make a joke? comfortable i because i think there's always that option and if they fire you you can sue them for dismissing you because they were using retaliation yeah yeah i mean yeah i think that i think that there's lots of options i'm not gonna maybe talk to a a lawyer also because you're right i know i've been in the situation where i have some male friends who make some women feel uncomfortable because they're very forward flirtatious, which, Mm -hmm. and I find it kind of funny because, you know, I like brash people and even though it's not being brash, they're being overly flirtatious. So I just put the kibosh and I'm like, no, that's too far. And it's totally fine. And it doesn't bother me, but it makes other girls uncomfortable. And I totally understand that, but they never say anything. So I also understand how somebody could keep doing what they're doing. I'm not excusing anybody's behavior, but until you say something, sometimes people just have no idea. And it doesn't sound like these guys are necessarily the brightest Mm -hmm. people. But if you feel safe and they're friends enough, you can also say potentially, I don't like this. Yeah, or just excuse yourself or see yeah. if you can find a way. But, I mean, it's hard when it's a meeting. I like totally get – yeah. I, I Believe me, I totally understand the implications of a workplace are hard. But, you know, this is also a situation where it could be a growing experience for you where you're standing up for, you know, changing your workplace if you feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. 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 Um, Thanks for that. Yeah. I hope it gets better. That's. I feel bad, though. You know, one thing I would say is I just – I would hesitate to approach them seriously. I would try making a joke about it first, being like, oh, great. Is this the part of the day where we get to hear about you guys' pubes? Like, fabulous. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe say something like that and, like, kind of, like, let them know, like, I'm aware of this conversation and and the fact that it's fucking – I shouldn't have to hear this. Like, you know, like, I don't want to hear this. Or at least, like, admit, like, this isn't, you know, a frat house. Like, we're not just sitting around, like, talking about – Putting gold bond on our nuts or whatever they do. But don't you think they would probably be like, oh, she's a humorless bitch. And so I think if they went to her seriously, I think if she went to her bosses and said, I'm offended by the talk of blowjobs and that you cheat on your wives and blah, blah, blah. If you went and said that, then you're a humorless bitch. That's what's going to get you slapped with that label is if you go into it. But if you make a joke about it and I'm not and I don't want to like propagate fucking basically misogyny like yeah, i don't yeah. want to propagate that and say like you know you you're don't you know you don't want to read as the humorless bitch i'm just saying realistically if you go and make a serious thing of it they're going to be like she's being a little too fucking serious like this is obviously a place that they that that kind of comment is going to be it's going to it's going to cause a hit to their comfortability because that's the type of work that plays that they're used to. Oh, and they're yeah. going to start to feel like they're walking they on eggshells. back in a cutting way, like like saying that, something like that. I mean, you know, and all of these things are risk. Whatever the delivery system, whether it's funny, serious, sad, or li- whatever, the, or to a thing, I think 
I like to give people the opportunity to change before I make my, you know, like just made my opinion known or my feelings known and then be like, well, now you can go fuck yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. like I let you know how I feel and whether it's funny or not in the delivery, you know, and now if you don't listen to that and respect that, now you can shit Shit your face off. I don't know what that means. I, don't know. <laughs> I hope you shit your face off. <laughs> it's like when you're really angry yeah. that you don't want to yeah. like, say something. So you say like a collection of Shit your face off. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Well, like call us back and let us know what you wind up doing. Yeah. Um, I love hearing. I'm interested to know. Christina, I want to hear that fucking Dr. Laura call. It's coming up next, guys. Okay. Hi, malls, Christina and guest. This question is primarily for malls. I wanted to see if you could give an overview of what your journey with Dr. Laura has been like. You mention her a lot on the show. Is her radio show the inspiration for this podcast? What do you think she would think of the Please Advise Nation and those who call into the show? What questions would you want to ask her if you had her on the show? I I think this could be a whole mini episode, but if you want to use it as a question, go ahead. Thanks so much. Bye. Hi. Okay, so I grew up spending my summers in Duxbury, Massachusetts, and I also was an only child, and I um, was very, very into radio, um, mostly because at our summer house, we didn't, we had a TV that had like three stations, and so there was not a lot of stuff on for kids. So I would listen to talk radio all the time. Now, I grew up in a Catholic Um, by default of the fact that I grew up mostly with my grandparents raising me somewhat conservative home. And so Dr. Laura was played unironically when I was growing up. Um, And I was... Oh, sorry. I was um, very self-conscious about my existence when I would listen to Dr. Laura because Dr. Laura does not believe in single parents Um, she, I mean, Dr. Laura would think that my entire existence is hugely problematic, um, and that my mom should have put me up for adoption. And I was very aware of that my entire childhood, just like thinking like Dr. Laura would not approve of my entire existence. Um, my relationship with her is this. I am appalled by about 97% of the stuff that comes out of her mouth. And I watch her the way that I, or listen to her the way that I, watch certain reality television shows where it's like I'm just here to see like test the limits of like what information I can handle and I have two good girlfriends that also are Dr. Laura obsessed and we're all appalled by her but like you know this week we were on a on a phone conversation and one of my friends one of my girlfriends that is in on this Dr. Laura thing. It's the three of us. And we're all like, we went to the Dr. Laura movie night in Sherman Oaks. And like, that was kind of like what cemented this like group chat that we're all in. And after the election, Dr. Laura said something, I think pretty overtly anti-Semitic, which is odd because she did go all the way to being an Orthodox Jew, um, but then stopped being Jewish altogether. She's now atheist. Um, what? I don't I think know. She's atheist now. Yeah. Uh, She's not religious at all. And so um, – and but she was raised Christian. And she does have Christian-leaning values. Um, but we, she said something vaguely anti-Semitic after the election. And my friend, who is Jewish, but who anyone should be upset by an anti-Semitic comment, messaged the group, the two of us, and was like, 
I'm fucking done. Like, I've been listening here for 25 years. I can't fucking do this anymore. I had my last straw with Dr. Laura. Now I'm sitting there in the back of my head going like, you'll be back. Like, you, <laughs> we always come back. What was back. the comment? I don't, I wasn't listening that day. But she said something that was just like, it was just one of those like weak ass comparisons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's like to compare blank to Nazi Germany is fucking offensive. Yeah. So, um, she wound up relapsing and she messaged the group the other day and we were like, you fucking started listening again. And like, I, I was like, no offense. I called it. Like I knew you'd be back. We always come back. And the reason is, is that, and I said to, I said to my friends, like, look, like I'm fucking appalled by this woman, but at least once a week, she does say at least one sentence that I sit there in my car and I'm like, damn, like that is some that is some fucking knowledge you just dropped, girl. Like that is What's the last thing. She- um, I I don't recall off the top of my head, but I remember there was recently one about relationships that really blew my mind. Um, but I mean, she does she does have if you follow like the vague steps of her system she's not wrong in that that will help your marriage that will probably keep your marriage intact longer if you make a point to be loving and to show love to your husband and to be there for your kids and blah blah blah. that will help your that will help your marriage ultimately right that's not incorrect information my i know for a fact that dr laura would hate me um and i know that to this day because there are so many things. I I don't have a shack up, honey. I don't need to have a shack up, honey, to know that Dr. Laura would not approve of many of my choices. Um, that said, um, her daughter-in-law follows me on Instagram because I made an Instagram comment on her Instagram account after the Dr. Laura movie night where we watched Casablanca and did a Q&A, and after, a Q&A after about the moral themes. And... I wrote to her, I was like, Tracy, my friends and I were staring at your ass all night. And so Tracy followed me back. And whenever Tracy likes one of my photos, I feel overjoyed because someone who Dr. Laura approves of approves of me. And I <laughs> don't know why that is. I, it's something sick in me. Maybe it's something the middle school girl in me that wants the popular girls to like me. I don't know what it is. Not that they're popular. Um, but I, I, I get I, I get off on it somehow. The inspiration for this podcast was my old advice column, please advise, which I did for I like I think I wrote like seven of them and then I got hired at Two Broke Girls and as well as Savage Love Um, because Christina and I bonded over listening to Savage Love all the time. I am not an expert, though, the way that Dan is. I think that Dan is an expert through time spent on the radio and giving advice. Basically, I think that that's how he became an expert. Also, you know, consuming information. Um, He's not a psychologist or anything. And I also disagree with a lot of his advice. And I knew that that would be the case with us, too. Um, We're not, you know, I don't have a a doctorate in marriage and family counseling the way that Dr. Laura does. I don't. um, I also don't. I do appreciate her, like, her candidness. Like, I do appreciate that, like, you know, someone will call feeling really fucking bad for themselves. And she said to some woman today, I was listening, she said, can you can you talk to me but take the fucking wine out of your voice? Like, take the whininess out of your voice. You're driving me nuts. And 
sometimes I feel like saying that or I have said things like that to callers being like your voice is fucking annoying. Like you call you called sounding really fucking bad for yourself and you need to work on that. Like no one's allowed to like luxuriate and like feeling shitty about themselves for too long. Like why did you have to bring that? Like shouldn't you have been a little bit more about your business on the voicemail? I don't know. I get a little bit. I So I do appreciate that part of her and it's fun to get to hear people who respect Dr. Laura getting yelled at by Dr. Laura <laughs> because they called because they really value her advice. And she, you know, the person who values her advice, they're an interesting person to me. That's interesting to me. Like, it's, it's like, it's like watching a documentary on the Westboro Baptist Church. Like, do I want to live in the Westboro Baptist Church? No, but I'd certainly like to take a fucking peek. Like, that is absolutely of interest to me. I'm very interested in the way the other half lives. Yeah. I truly am. Um, and I think that I have tons of, like, anthropological in- interests, like, in that I fucking – I listen to a podcast about single parenting. I am not a parent. I was raised by a single parent. I don't even know kids. Yeah. Um, but I, like, <laughs> I don't know any. But, like, I <laughs> so – I. I like it. Yeah. So I just like to I like to lo- I like to learn about people. Also, as a writer, it's it's hugely informative for me um, to understand how certain people's brains work. Um, and also, you know, you've heard me say more times on this pod than not, the election results fucking blew my mind. Yeah. I live in a bubble, right? When I tune into Dr. Laura, I'm not in that bubble. For, yeah. For and and. Maybe I'm not in a bubble I like all of a sudden, in a bubble that I want to stay in, but I'm at least hearing thoughts come out of people's mouths that I don't hear in real life. And I need to know that's out there um, because it is a part of our country and it is a part of our world. And I do, I think of talk radio as traveling sort of in a way, same way I think about podcasts. It's like you get to go on this like little escape. Like sometimes I'll just like lay in my room in the dark and listen to talk radio and it feels feels fucking great it's like the best it's one of my favorite things it's calming you also grew up with it so it's really yeah it's in your- yeah it's like being like it's just it's i don't know i don't have anything else like that where it's like i can just listen to this one medium laying dead flat like i can't even just watch tv i'll be on my phone but i can just listen to radio or just listen to a podcast yeah. Um, I don't just listen to music like I so I it's the one thing that I have in my life that it's like I'm purely doing this and passively engaged. Yeah. And yeah. but, you know, that said, I also fucking love Howard Stern. Like I have I I have all of my favorites back home in Boston, too. I also grew up trolling the fuck out of WRKO, which is our conservative talk radio station back home. My mom used to get calls from her friends being like, Molly's on Howie Carr again. <laughs> like, who's like our local, like, our local, like, Dr. Laura slash, like, he is like, he's super fucking conservative. He is an insane person. Howie Carr is like, OG crazy Boston shit. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, it's like a lifelong, it's, it's a lifelong history thing with me. And also, yeah, like, I think anyone who is parked in front of a microphone for a living is doing something that I admire and that I want to do. And I'm, and I'm, con- and I think of it as like study, I think of it as a way of studying. Um, 
you know, ultimately she is good at what she does, whether whether or not what she does is a, a good thing for the world or necessary is a completely different question. But she, ultimately, she's a person who's good at her job. So, um, yeah, I, I like to watch people be good at their jobs. Yeah. I mean, but I've said you hear me say that all the time. She's a fucking bigot. Like I've never, never, never not prefaced. You know, I've never purely quoted her. I mean, I, I probably have once or twice. I don't often purely quote her without pointing out that I know she's a deeply problematic person who once in a while has a stroke of genius. And I like that she is there for the, you know, she believes in protecting, ultimately she believes in, above all, protecting marriage and family, specifically children. And I do think I wish I had an advocate like her when I was a kid. That was like, he, this is what this child needs in order to... So it seems like it makes you feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. I think Dr. Laura makes me feel safe. Totally. Which is fucking terrifying. It's your safe space. It's safe like, space. I know. Equality rocks. Equality like, does and, rock. And Dr. Laura would not think equality <laughs> no, she, rocks. she would not go there. That is really weird. That You're right. I think Dr. Laura is just a safe harbor for me. It's like well, something makes sense. I just know. You described know. it all throughout your childhood as being this like solace for you and comforting. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it, it legitimized my thing, which is that I also felt... I felt like my mom resented me a lot when I was a kid and I felt like that was a that completely I mean it just it completely legitimized that thought to me that yeah. maybe that was true like no I mean no one else in my life would have ever said that to me yeah and I wouldn't have brought it up to anyone else yeah. but like it was something that I always thought about and always wondered and when I would hear Dr. Laura wax poetic on like just like how it's really fucking not great to like, it's not yeah. ideal to bring a child up in a single parent situation. It's just not so ideal. She, you thought she was like truth telling to you and like telling you like it was at the time. I mean, I know I, I just I felt like she was like she was de like legitimizing my deep down like thoughts yeah. Yeah. that like I couldn't bring up to anyone else and totally. be like, does anyone else think it's fucked up that I have to feel bad about how hard my mom works? Yeah. Like, does anyone else think it's like fucked up that I'm burdened with that? Like yeah. guilt or that I feel like I'm a burden. Like, yeah. does anyone else think that that's fucked up? Cause I personally think it's fucked up. None of my other friends have to deal with this. Yeah. So that was also, that was also like a big part of it for me was that I had no one having these conversations with totally. me or making me feel safe or making me feel like it was okay that I felt that way or pointing out that maybe I wasn't living the po best possible existence I could um, and that it was different from my friends um, who lived in different types of families. Um, yeah. Even if their parents were divorced, like I didn't have a dad, like he wasn't around. So yeah. um, I, I kind of like kicked him out of my life. But like when I was, so I knew him from five to 10. Yeah. But he wasn't like a great dude to have around. And so I, it was just... Was that the last time you... 10, and then yeah. he died, like, a few years oh, ago. I'm sorry. No, I don't care. I mean, I know that sounds terrible, no, but, I like, I kind of, like, I kind of just, like, I kind of don't. Like, yeah. I don't, I didn't know him, and my time with him wasn't well spent, and honestly, like, the way he passed, it was very obvious that my dad lived a life of pain, and he... Uh, ultimately, he died from drunk driving. He didn't die drunk driving. He died because he survived that drunk driving crash and then didn't take care of his wounds. Ugh. And they got infected and he died from an infection Ugh, of his body so because awful. he was continuing to drink after his accident. So um, that 
is a person who's lived their life in a lot of pain and I feel for that, you know, and I'm very, I try to be thoughtful of it, you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I also, this is the thing. I know that Dr. Laura would not love a lot of people in Please Advise Nation. I know that she would not take the care with a lot of you that I try to take or like humanize you the way that I try to humanize you. Dr. Laura is very cut and dry. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is. You should not be living with someone before marriage. Like you should not, you know, and I think there's something kind of fucking funny about it. I don't know. It's funny to me. What kind of advice would she give to the woman who's 21 and wants to find love? <laughs> Um, Dr. Laura would probably ask her about her health and fitness. She would probably fat shame her. What? Yeah. I don't like Dr. Laura. She does I'm a sorry. lot of fat shaming. I don't know shaming. Dr. Laura, but I am not she, into if her. If someone's single, it's because a lot of times it's because you're fat. That's what she's How does she feel about like LGBT? Oh, she, you know, she's, um, Cute. she doesn't think they should be having children. Uh, not a fan of that. Oh, Dr. Laura, I don't like you one not bit. A, no, no, doctor. you, you no, would not but, like yeah, Dr. Laura. No. But no, I understand why you do. And, and by the way, like, I don't want to say, I don't like her ideology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just, But she comforts you. That I, it's just something about listening to that old skeleton bigot just fucking say stupid shit really fucking soothes me i don't know about like hitler's uh speeches i just like i'm totally kidding it's just something about like the yellow but no she's not you feel guilty when you buy something like the casablanca screening or something like that that the casablanca screening 100 of the uh the the proceeds the only reason why i ever have bought anything direct i always buy her books used the only thing i have ever bought directly from dr laura was that ticket and it was because 100 percent of the proceeds went to operation family fund oh that's awesome so all of my 89 dollars because the movie was donated because by warner brothers because um the ArcLight room was donated because it was going to Operation Family Fund, which helps out families that come back from war and are not assisted by the government the way that yeah. they should. A lot of these people come home and they fucking are homeless because their family was not helped out and they don't have legs. And like, it's oh, so, you know, it's just, it's really, so I, and I do, you know, I think there's a lot of problematic things about our military, but I do I do like that she is there for soldiers because I do think a lot of people enter the military very young mm-hmm. when their frontal lobe is not fully formed and maybe they would have made a different decision and they come back fucking ruined for life. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't like – I would never, I would, if Dr. Laura, like, yelled at one of you guys, I would not be okay with that. I wouldn't be okay with that. Um, but I, I don't know. I fuck, you know. I get it. She's, like, a relative to you. Exactly. That's exactly right. She's, like, a relative. She's, like, the closest thing I have to my grandmother still. Like, my grandmother was not like that. But she's a constant in my yeah. life. I don't have I don't have brothers and sisters. I don't have any other family. Like that is you're right. She's like the close. She's like family to me. Yeah. She really is. It's so weird because like you're Jody making Sweeten. excuses for her like family. Not that you're not right, but I mean you're <laughs> talking like, you know, about her. He, like it was she, his era. You yeah. can't really like when it's like you're crazy. I mean you talk people. like a person talking about their racist relative. Yeah, yeah. You know? but you don't. You have less of a connection where even with the race of re- relative, you would take more responsibility. <laughs> being like next time he says something, I'm going to say something oh, to him. But this is over the radio. I right? put my godfather 
grandfather, who's my oh, did, uncle, yeah. on fucking blast on Twitter. And I, because I found out he was running like a fake news Twitter. And I fucking put what? him on blast. And I was like, I'm, I'm ashamed of you. He was running a fake news hashtag Twitter? Hashtag pro-life, hashtag MAGA, like up in the, up <sighs> in the bio. What the? Hashtag, hashtag Catholic. Like a separate one from like another, just he made a Twitter just to like regurgitate fake news? Under his first name and my grandmother's maiden name, which is another thing I took deep umbrage with. Yeah. And it's a popular last name, Delaney, but like it's also, you know, fucking that's my girl. Yeah. Like, so I just like, that. I took, I just took umbrage with that. And I was just like, and I had just come from the Women's March and he had posted something you know, the thing that I retweeted, he seems to think was the thing that broke me. But what it was, was I just retweeted it because it was the last tweet that he had tweeted. Yeah. And I just wanted to draw attention to his account and yeah. be like, I'm fucking ashamed of you. Yeah. Um, it was like mentally ill, over the hill actress Ashley Judd recites insane poem. At that was Women's amazing. March. Her her speech. Yeah. I loved it. And also, I'm like, Uncle Paul, like, you're the same age as Ashley Judd. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what do you mean over the hill? Like, you're, she's, you're probably the same, you're probably older than her. Like, and that just really, like, to me, that stung because I'm just like, not only is it fucking sexist, I was like, but I spent thousands and thousands of dollars to be in Washington, D.C. so I could have the privilege of being with those people there that day. And... My own family, like, doesn't even see, you know, you have a wife, you have a daughter. Yeah. You know, why aren't you? And I'm, you know, and I'm hesitant to get too much more into it because I respect his kids too much. But I um, really, I, you know, I was very, very hurt by that. And I was very disappointed. And I realized, you know, that I couldn't just go home every Christmas and like, you know. We we lost family too over it, over the election. Yeah. You know, like, we, like, laugh about SNL and we laugh about, like, you know, old bits and, like, we've had, like, you know, my uncle and I have always bonded over comedy. My uncles and I have always bonded over company and I, comedy and I think that that is why I am in the field that I am in because they treated me, they didn't treat me like a girl, they just treated me like, yeah. they, you know, they they were jokey with me growing up and they were unrelenting and so it taught me very very young to have a good sense of humor yeah and for years people would be like what made you want to get into comedy i'd just be like honestly like my uncles and so we do have that but then at but then with that comes the other shit and the other shit is just too i have plenty of things to laugh at i can't I, i can't be on the i can't you know, I just I don't understand how they don't see that they're on the wrong side of history. That's I what really I say. Don't. I say I'll see you on the other side of history at this point because I I'm done. Yeah, fighting with them. And also, it's like there's so like there were so many like nuns. There were so many hashtag Catholic. There were so many people that were not. They're not even pro-choice, but they're they're women of the are fucking same religion that are there and they're and they're there because it's about peace and it's about equality and it's about just doing the right thing and you can be pro-woman and also hold your beliefs and like uh, you know i'm not gonna try to like like what's her name tommy lauren or whatever yeah yeah. (laughs) fucking crazy person um but anyway okay here wait what's What's one good thing that happened this week? Okay, yeah, let's do this. Because yeah. that's like, because that's a little bummer note uh, to end on. Um, you go first. 
damn it. I was going to say we're not dead. We didn't die in a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> but I realized that's really nuts. Um, I met two new cool people today. You and my friend that I had coffee with this morning. And I feel very inspired by the people and the women in my life. And I have become much more selective about who I bring around me and who I keep in my circle after that. And I am proud of the choices I'm making and they make me happy and inspire me. And that's a great thing. And then also Dr. Laura's. Oh my God, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys. Um, Well, my thing is. uh, Oh yeah, Christina. Um, My niece is starting to speak in fuller sentences and we had our first like full phone conversation today. Aww. Where like I would ask a question and she responded with like words. Aww. You mean did you cry? <laughs> well, she greeted me. She said, "Hi, Tina." <laughs> did you melt? So she said <laughs> that, and I was like, "How are you?" She said, "Good. I'm with Gigi, which is my mom." And uh, that was it. But that was full good. Enough I'm ex- with Gigi. That's yeah. like that's two sentences. She's almost. not even two yet. That is <laughs> very cute. Your her niece is so fucking cute. Um, <laughs> I have pictures yet. I have another one that I want to share. Um, Stacy Jones, friend of the pod. Oh, yeah. Was in NYC last night. That's New York City. What? For the listeners at home uh, who don't know. And she met some people. And I want to play you this voice note she sent me. Mom. Girl. So the weirdest thing happened to me last night. But it was also a like slight celeb moment for me the extent that it can be so I'm in New York with Cooper and I was hanging out with his friends at the hotel where we're staying in Brooklyn and this girl was like do you listen to Molly McAleer's podcast I'm like um I was on Molly McAleer's podcast okay and she was very excited it was cute and sweet and she and her friends are like obsessed with your podcast so I just wanted to let you know I encountered some please advice fans last night and I kind of want to let out with her also so I kind of want to les out with her. I missed that part the first three times. I kind of want to les out with her also. I missed that the first three times I listened to it. Stacy, see, first of all, Stacy is, this is a great example. Stacy's a girl I met at a party fucking 12 years ago or something. We had a really fun night. She randomly was at my 25th birthday where I saw Christina. That's an and she birthday for you. walked up to me and said, oh my God, are you Molly? She was like, I couldn't be your friend when we first met because I was in a really fucking negative headspace. But now I'm like, I you were like, I, I never forgot how cool you were. And I was like, oh my God, Stacey Jones. Like, I fucking love you. Like, I you don't know how often I think of you fondly. And we had only met one night at this party. So, and then I didn't see her for a while. Then my roommate Sarah comes home one day, like six years ago and says, yeah, I've been volunteering for Planned Parenthood. There's this one girl in the group. She's so funny. Her name is Stacy. I go, wait a minute. Is it Stacy Jones? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Like how, what are the odds that like you happen to be volunteering with my star-crossed BFF? Like I'm supposed to be best friends with Stacy Jones. We just never get to see each other. Then it turns out she lives two streets over from me. We hang out. No, this was in I Then I moved to West Hollywood. Find out she lives two streets away from me. We hang out once. Um, The last year we've hung out more times than we have in the 12 years we've known each other. But Stacey is the fucking illest. And um, 
shout out hey guys to to whoever met Stacy this weekend. That's so cool. Please advise nation is strong. Um, where can people find you on the web? Um, on Twitter uh, at Chantal Claret or Instagram Chantal Claret or Facebook, which I hate. Um, this is Chantal Claret, I think. Do you have like, is it a, your page or? Oh, yeah, oh. You, or you can go to ChantalClaret.com, which has all of the. all the Get some glamour. merch. I do. I do. I used to. Make, yeah, but I don't like using it anymore. I got too much. I mean, I'm too obsessed with the world right now. Yeah. To Snapchat. I don't look at – I look at – Snapchat's the only thing that I interact with other people's content. Like, I'll go through Twitter sometimes. Instagram is my my jam. And, like, Twitter just makes me sad and scared. And Instagram, I go to just look at people and then say my daily musings and then that's it. Instagram – like our words my soul like it really like i am always just tear i i sit there i hold my breath the entire time why because i'm terrified i'm gonna see an ex-boyfriend with someone or no. i'm gonna like see like a bunch of people i know hanging out without me oh, and like yeah, be happened. like oh they're all fucking over me now like ev- they're all together but i'm not there like where do i fall into the mix they've all forgotten oh, about malls we got to talk about this next time because yeah, that's and yeah. so that's like basically i'll just go on to um, and it means too much to me yeah. when someone likes, like if someone who's like, like an ex's friend's girlfriend likes my thing, I'm like, oh, she still likes me. That is so cool. Like that means more to me than anyone could know. <laughs> and it just means too much to me. It's like so, a little kiss. Yeah, it it's is. It's like a little kiss through the air. It really is. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. This thank is you. long overdue. I know. I'm so happy you're Me here. Too. Christina, thank you for being the best best friend and the best podcast partner. Thanks. Thank you, Molly. Thank you for being awesome, Molly. And um, I hope everyone had a really good Easter. Yeah, happy Easter. Christ is risen, girl. Yay, we hey, need Molly. him. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Oh my god, fuck I, you. I appreciate, appreciate you. <laughs> It's an inside joke. I'm sorry. No, I just got in on it. I don't even know what it means, but I'm doing it. Someone called this podcast being like, Christina, you're amazing. I fucking love you so much. Miles, appreciate you. And they like hung up. And I was just like, I'm sorry? You appreciate me? Like, after like this fucking verbal poem you've just given Christina, and I like get like appreciate you. It's called Please Advise with Molly McAleer. Like, but that's why you needed your 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 phone. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, fucking a. All right, no. But by the way, you should love Christina. But I'm also just like gonna be salty. Like I you know, it. I need. Uh, that's my movie. All right, you guys have a good week. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>